Wondrous Realms podcast group presents The World of Esther, Season 2. be a tradition. Hello and welcome to another episode of The World of Esther. <laughs> ah, that never gets old. I'm Tyler Butler, your DM and podcast producer, host, whatever. Uh, here today with all my good friends, we have Sierra Rates. Oh, hello. I currently have a chicken sandwich in my mouth, but hi. (laughs) So professional. (laughs) We have Nick Grasser. Hello. We have Greg Hall. Howdy. We have Regan Street. Hello. We have Mike Teaberry. Hiya. And that's all, folks. Okay, so uh, where to begin? How about the recap? So uh, when we last left off, we had a bit of an encounter with a Medusa, who we all know as the Black Bride. A battle ensued. People were turned to stone. And Sonny was the MVP of the battle by freezing the Black Bride and breaking her into bits. Afterwards, our party found an antidote for the petrification, freed our comrades, and cleaned everything up and made it look like nothing happened. Forget about it. Afterwards... The next day came around. Everybody got ready for the big concert at the Old Stone Mill. Also, a picnic happened with Sonny and Mikhail. A budding romance was blooming. And, of course, Acorn blooms as well. But, uh, this is so awkward. Yeah, We're trying to behave and not interrupt, Tyler. <laughs> no, I get it. I get it. It's just... We're trying to be good. <laughs> Unfortunately, when we're apart, you know, when we're all together, we can all just chime in and talk over each other, but... Yes, our only resolve. You're doing great, Tyler. Keep it up. Okay, let's keep the train going. So, after the budding romance and a concert in progress, it was suddenly stopped when a man suddenly started spouting strange gibberish that reminded Scarlet of the gentleman and all those horrible memories that were brainwashed in a previous episode of The World of Esther. Sorry, uh, looks like one of our friends were having a little bit of uh, technical issues. Hopefully that'll get resolved. And... um, All of a sudden, this 
person that's spouting weird nonsense turns into a crystallized man and he suddenly explodes and now the tavern is on fire as more people are being turned into these crystalline people and are spontaneously combusting and that ladies and germs is where our session begins the tavern is on fire people are turning into crystal people from Atlantis, the Lost Empire. <laughs> Sorry, forgot my mic was on. Hashtag Atlantis, uh, the Lost Empire posting. I'll hail Tab Murphy. <laughs> <laughs> which I still need to join and I still need to submit my thing, which I've lost. So, boo. It's, and... a, it's a pretty cool uh, Facebook group. Uh, for our listeners who are not familiar, we're all pretty big fans of Atlantis, the Lost Empire. And we're all also pretty big shit posters. And the writer of Atlantis the Lost Empire joined like the main Atlantis shit posting group and has been sharing like how he worked on the project and like his original drafts and stuff. And it's pretty cool. So if you like weird lore things and enjoy stuff like that on the internet, um I I recommend checking it out. And hence why Tyler, you should definitely check it out too. So yeah, I I need to finish my form, and I lost my form, so now I need to start back over again. I'm like, damn it. It's not like it's paperwork, it's like five questions. I know, and I started it, and then I lost it, because I closed it on Facebook on my phone, and I'm like, well, shit, where's the draft? I can't find the draft. And But that's a sidebar. Getting back to... I was going to say, we were doing so good, and then we just <laughs> derailed. I like trains. <laughs> so, the the inn is on fire. There is um, fire everywhere. Uh, beams are starting to catch fire and supports are starting to crumble. It's manic and panic and screaming. And everybody... I would just like to quickly remind... Uh you as the DM and the rest of the party that my staff is currently a Cobra as well. That is, uh, that was a, uh, a action from the staff itself, being able to turn it into a snake to use as a, um, and, uh, additional fighter. Okie dokie. Okay. With that, then everybody, including the Cobra roll initiative for me, please. Unnatural 20. Okay. My first roll of the night was a nat 20, so I've got a 23 for initiative. Holy shit snacks. Yeah, I kind of wish I didn't waste it on initiative. <laughs> oh, well. Okay, so... Oh, maybe because, guys, I'm wearing a d20 pin that I bought from Wish, like, forever ago that I found while cleaning. And maybe that blessed me with luck. Maybe Fortuna's looking out for me, so. Oh, damn. It's like a dollar pin, so we'll have to see if uh, it continues to bless my rolls. Well, just have to wait and see. I'm just... Who knows? Okay, we've got Stoltis is 18. Everybody's typing it out into our uh, group chat page. Um, Pyro is uh 13. That's Blaze Riel is 13. Uh, still waiting on Sunny. Eight. 
Sunny is eight. Uh, and I have to roll for Sanjiro. Do, do, do. Give me one minute. Oh, my God. So I'm rereading the information about the staff of Python, and it looks like I either can do a physical attack myself or use um, my turn to have the snake attack. So, so. Oh, okay. So the snake doesn't need to roll initiative. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, I'm, and I'm, I'm, use, I'm using the uh, constrictor snake uh, stat block because it says something like it talks about if the health drops below zero, then it just becomes a normal uh, staff. Okay. So. Fair enough. Okay. So Sanjiro rolled a six. Nice. Oh, mate. Come on. Okay. And with that, we've got everybody's initiative. So. God, I wonder why it does that. They're going to have to fix that in the alpha or the beta, whatever. All right, so we currently have three crystal people roaming around the bar, the tavern area. Um, I will say that uh, two of them are... Where is everybody... Does everybody... Everybody declare where they are in the tavern area at this time. Um, I think we're by the fireplace. Let's start from the top and go down to the bottom. So Nick, go first. Well, actually, Scarlet goes first because she Oh, had that's it. right. So, Scarlet. Well, I don't remember if there was, like, an actual stage that I was performing on or if I just was, like, in a clear part of the room and then there were, like, seats. But I was, I was where I was performing at, so... Okay, I think that's roughly where the fireplace was. It, it was either, I think, yeah, they cleared out like a section of the, you know, the general area around the fireplace. So I'll say, yeah, you'll be in that area. So okay. uh, there's a crystal person at least, I want to say 15 feet away from you. And are you having everybody describe where they're at right now, or are we just doing that when we get to our turn and initiative? Let's let's do the first one. Uh, Kazmus, where would you be? I'd say I'd be close to the fireplace. Okay. With uh, a corner floor. Right. Uh, Stoltis? Um, he was probably sitting in the front row, but he threw his staff between Scarlet and one of these crystal bitches. Okay. So, um, I don't know, probably 10, 15 feet from wherever she was performing. Reasonable. Uh, Blaze Riel. Blaze Riel. Mike. Hello. Mikey, hello. He's he's typing. I, I saw his mic like flicker on and off, so I think that he he's oh. trying to talk but we can't hear him. Nope. Oh, we yeah, can't we can't hear you, Mike. Please stand by for technical difficulties.
unfortunately a way of life with Discord D&D. Yes, we can hear you. Okay, I do not know what happened. It was not showing up for me. That's fine. All right. Um, um, I was I was next to the first guy that stood up and tried to talk to Scarlet the fir- at the first moment. Okay, so you're right on top of Crystal Guy, 15 feet away. Okay. Yes. Uh, sounds good. Which Sorry means- about that. No worries. No worries. Uh, Sonny, where are you? Um, I was by Scarlet. Okay. And Sanjiro is somewhere in the corner. And that means we've got three crystal people running around. One is 15 feet in front of everybody in the fireplace, except for Blaze Riel. He's right on top of them. Um, another one is closer to the bar area. Uh, actually, two of them are. So with that, Scarlet, you have the lead and in initiative. What does thou wish to do? Okay, so quick question. This really isn't... Okay, I want to say what I'm going to do first because I don't want it to seem like metagaming. I want to cast the spell Shatter. Um, I am curious if there are any, like, innocent patrons over by the bar area where the two crystal people are. I will say that... um, The bias is... Probably... Like on the stair case facing to the bar. Okay. Um, because to cast the spell Shatter, it's um, and the way I've always wanted to cast this spell, because I've you know, I try to make like songs and stuff for my spells, but this one in particular, um, the way I envision it is like when you know the trope when an opera singer is singing and they like break a glass. Oh yeah. Uh, very similar concept for how I want Shatter to be typically. However, at this point, like, I feel like Scarlet is just going to be screaming because she's terrified. Um, but so what happens is that when you cast this spell, um, there's a sudden loud ringing noise that's painfully intense and it erupts from a point of your choice within 60 feet. So I'd like it to target those two by the bar. Are they within 10 feet or 20 feet of each other? Yes, I will say that they are within 20 feet of each other. Okay, because it's each creature in a 10-foot radius sphere, so it's a 20-foot diameter, um, centered on that point, has to make a constitution saving throw. Um, And a creature takes 3d8 thunder damage on a failed save or half as much on a successful one. However, a creature made of inorganic material such as stone, crystal, or metal has disadvantage on the saving throw. Oh, damn. So that's part of why I picked this spell originally, because of all the crystal stuff with the man with the hair. So basically, I just kind of want to, like, unleash this terrified, like, shriek. And then as if, like, it wasn't even within my control that, like, this spell is cast and that it would affect, like, that region, if that's cool. Yeah, go it for it. It also says a non-magical object that isn't being worn or carried also takes the damage if it's in the spell's area. I don't know what's over there, but it also may, like, the environment may take damage, so. Probably a few glass tankards or glasses, I'm sure. So they'll probably just go pop. So, um, other than that, so they both have to make a constitution save yeah, they have, to, they have to get out of here. Yes. Okay, sounds good. I will get you those results. Oh, 
Okay. Oh, oh, oh. Okay, so the first one definitely succeeded. Uh, that one was a 21 on the Constitution saving throw. With disadvantage? Oh, shit, that's right, disadvantage. I'll roll for <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm already... Yeah, yeah. Okay, this time it was lower, but still, that's um, that's an 18 on the Constitution saving throw, even at disadvantage. And Oh, but this guy... So that the other guy fails on a 10. So, okay, so then um so then anybody else that you would deem in that like 20 foot diameter sphere also is affected. I don't know if you you kind of have the vision of the terrain right now since we don't have a map or anything, but um I just wanted to let you know like if you consider anyone else in that area, they're also affected. Uh Tobias is safely outside of that area, I will say. So, um basically it's going to be Crystal Guy uh and um, a couple of left-behind glasses that are just going to pop. So fire away. Okay, that'll be for 24 damage for the full damage, so 12 damage for the, um, the one that succeeded. Okay. And it is, let me double check, it's considered thunder damage, so I don't know if they're affected by that. Um, oh, but, it's thunder? Mm-hmm. Oh. Okay. That's what it says. It says it's it's 3d8 thunder damage, so. You know what? I think that's kind of dumb. So I'm going to change that on his sheet. <laughs> Okay. I'm sorry. I'm reading his. I picked out the creature here and I'm looking at his stuff and I'm like, something's not right here. So I'm just going to change that because. Okay. Whoever made this made this a little too OP. That's fair. Well, thank you. No problem. So one guy gets 12, the other guy gets 24. Mm hmm. Okay. And that's all I can do, but it was fun. And I'm obviously very, very upset right now. <laughs> you see the two crystalline figures sort of uh, shiver. One of them seems to sort of vibrate to the very high-pitched notes. The other you can see flecks of sort of detailing of crystal along his head where hair should be and bits of uh, growing geodes or shards sort of crack and shatter to the floor other than that they um no other discerning features and with that casabus it is uh your turn sorry my thing was being weird um okay so uh the two that are by the bar um is there you said there's no one within 20 feet of them Exactly, yes. Okay, um, how close are they to each other? Um, 10 to 15 feet apart. Or at least yeah, 5 feet apart, I'll roll. They're, they're pretty close together. Okay, 
Um, I'm going to cast Ice Knife at the one that was not as damaged um, at second level. Okay. Um, that is going to be a 19 to hit. Give me one moment. 19 hits. All right. So that is going to be for seven damage. Okay. And then they will both have to make a deck save of 14. Okay, let's see. So, number one. Of of what? Uh, 14. Okay. So, first guy makes it. Critical fail on the uh, second guy. That's another 16 damage on that guy. All right, 16 damage on the guy that failed? Yes. Okay. The other guy takes nothing extra. Okay. And I am done after that. Okay. So the ice knife explodes, and there are shards of ice. It cracks into the second guy. The second guy is getting pretty badly abused. Next, Stoltis. All right. Well, Stoltis is going to. Um, let me double check it. I think he's just going to will the uh, serpent to attack the closest um, crystalline guy near Scarlet so that he can get over to her. Um, so he's going to. The snake is going to constrict around it. The, okay. Yeah. So. Plus six to hit. That is a 24. Oh, yeah, that hits. Um, and then 1d8, or 2d8 plus 4. Uh, if I can remember which one the 8 was. Okay. It's 5, 9 plus 4. For 13 bludgeoning damage. Okay. And now the target is grappled and needs to make a DC 16 save to escape on its uh, turn. Okay. So I think that's going to be the only action I can take. I'm not sure if how you would rule that. Cause it just says that I, um, it says on my turn, you can mentally command the snake. If it's within 60 feet of you and you aren't incapacitated, you decide what action the snake takes. So I'm just going to c- consider it my turn when the a- a snake does its actions. Yeah, unless you have any bonus actions you would like to use at this time. Um, no, the only bonus action I have is two weapon fighting. So, And my weapon is currently a living creature. <laughs> so yeah, that'll, that'll be my turn. If you'll allow it, I would like to try to move up like behind it to uh, stand between. Essentially... You have the crystalline figure, then you have the snake, then me, then Scarlet behind. Okay. Okay, cool. Then that's my turn. Sounds good. Okay. Uh, next, uh, Blaze Riel. Yep. Um, I'd like to attack the one that's closest to me with my great axe. Okay. He is also currently restrained. Yeah, that's why I was. That's why I figured it won't do anything to the snake, will it? 
No, I rule that. Um, well, depends okay. on the role. We'll depend it on the role. So okay. Roll your. Cool. Does a sixteen hit? No, a sixteen misses. Oh, okay. So since it misses, can I just crush a chair with my axe? That's fine. Aesthetics. <laughs> All right. Any Thanks. other actions? Um, I don't know. Okay, no, I'm good. All right, it is now this crystal creature's turn, and uh, Greg, what was that about the um, the grapple? It uh, needs to be. It needs to succeed a DC sixteen. Okay, let's see. DC sixteen uh, strength check or what? It it just says escape is a DC uh, DC sixteen, so probably just a regular D twenty. I'm not sure. Hmm. What's the usual? What's the usual breakout for grappling? Oh, hold on. Probably strength. Yeah. Yeah. Let's call it strength. I guess it doesn't I'll specifically say. I'll roll it as strength. So. Okay. So. Uh, yep. Yep. Okay. Uh, it says you can break a grapple by wriggling, uh, winning a contest of dexterity and acrobatics, or uh, strength or athletics for both combatants for a grapple, typically. So, uh, basically, whatever your better stat is, if you're trying to break out brute force, or if you're trying to, like, wiggle out, just so people know. Duly noted. Thank you, Sierra. Okay. So, yeah, he rolled pretty high. Uh, in fact... He rolled an 18. All right. Well, I guess he gets free. So he is able to sort of push off the uh, snake and it falls to the floor. He is now unencumbered. I think that's the only action he can take. Yeah, I'm going to rule that as his action to get out of the grapple. So... After that, it's on to the next golem guy at the bar, the one that's been dodging a few of the hits. He's going to look at Casbus. Interesting. And he's going to fire a burst of crystals at you. Give me one moment to look this up. Uh... Please hold while the DM is DMing. What the fuck, Tyler? Okay. Here. Mm-hmm. All right, first he's going to move uh, closer to you by at least... Let's just move him speed. 
There it is. All right, he's going to move within five feet of you, and then he's going to fire his crystal shards. You know, he, whoever made this, uh, said use it as the spell, but I guess I'll just use what's the stab for his strength modifier because they didn't put in like a spell casting attack modifier. So I'll just go that way. Um, Well, there's a ranged attack, so maybe dex. Either way, um, I doubt a 10 will hit. It will not. Okay, so he misses. Bitch. That's his turn. The other crystal golem uh, is going to... run up to Blazeriel... He's going to make two slam attacks against you. Here it comes. Okay. Ooh. Okay. Lay it on me, Doc. That's a 26. To hit? To hit on the first attack. Yeah, that'll hit. <laughs> okay, here comes the second. That's a 17 to hit. Yep. Okay, they both hit. On the money. Let's see here. First attack damage. Uh oh. Damn. The suspense is terrible, Tyler. <laughs> I knew I posted the anticipation gif earlier for That's uh fifteen points of bludgeoning damage, Blaze. For for the first one. For the first slam, yeah. Oh, Mike. Okay. <laughs> and then for the second, rolling. Oh, hot damn. Another 15. Okay. Has he Thanks, just... Tyler. Sorry. <laughs> Has he just hey. slammed she into you it. with his crystalline body and with that that's the end of the guy's turn Sonny you're up save the day please alright um, I want to attack the one that just tried to attack Casbus and oh. uh, I'm going to cast mind spike so um, it's a wisdom save of 13 Okay, uh, what level spell is that? 
Um, <laughs> of course, Tyler, it's second level. Aha. Okay. Let me pull out my trusty <laughs> PhD and do all kinds of math stuff. Yay. Okay. Because Lord knows I always need to refresh on wild magic. Mm -hmm. Lock wizard. Uh, where are you, sorcerer class? Probably back a little bit because. Okay, here we go. Sorcerer, wild magic. All right, first level. Okay, that's the origin. Or I think. All right. Roll a d20 for me. 10. Okay. So the spell is cast as normal. What does he have to do? Um, has to uh, succeed on a wisdom saving throw of 13. Rightio. Mm-hmm. Okay, he fails. Okay, so he receives all the damage, and I also know the target's location until the spell ends, um, as long as he's on the same plane of existence. And that's going to be 15 psychic damage. Damn. Okay. 15 points of psychic damage. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. Hey, no sharing HP in the comments section. <laughs> yeah, I thought so. Just remember just remember if you get three strikes on that, you'll get free psychic damage. Cause I love you all, but I also have to be the bad guy. Okay, so that happened. Um, is that all you can do, Sonny? Yep, that's it. Okay, now it's on to Sanjiro. He's going to run up to the guy that just hit uh, Blaze Riel and uh, whack him. Give me one moment. All right, that hits right on the money. He hits him right on the money. So I'll say he's doing it two-handed, so 1d10 for the damage. For nine points of slashing damage. That one was which one? This one. Nine points. Bam. Pretty beat up. Okay, with that, top of the round, 
Scarlet, you're up. Okay. I would like to, um, do I see, is Esmeralda still, like, around here, or where is she at, or do I know where she is? Um, if you're, I would say make a, make a perception check to see if you can spot her. I have to check my skills, sorry. No worries. Take 18. 18. Yeah, you can see her, um... Out near the uh, side door that leads out to the old mill, uh, sort of panicking and one, you know, screaming, you know, my tavern's on fire. My tavern's on fire. Okay. Um, about how far away is she from me? I would say a good 25 feet. Okay, um, are there any, like, bad guys in her general vicinity and or, like, on my way to her? Because basically what I wanted to do is I wanted to use my 30 feet of movement to either try to start making my way towards the direction I thought she might be, but, um, if there's, like, an action I can make on the way, like, with my rapier or something, um... Um, most of the enemies are right in front of you at the moment. They're actually all stepped away from the bar. They're kind of crowding around uh, Blaze Riel and Casbis. I will say that um, perhaps that golem that targeted Casbis is within your general vicinity, about 15 feet away. Okay. Um. Sorry, I'm just trying to figure out exactly what I want to do, because my main goal, like wouldn't even necessarily be attacking these things. It would be trying to make sure that, like, Esmeralda is okay, plus I'm super freaking scared of these things that are coming after me, so, um, I don't want to feel like a waste and, like, not do an action, but I also feel like my main priority is getting to Esmeralda, so. Um, let me see what I have for actions here. Um, sorry, guys. No worries. Take your time. Um, I actually would... This is a, a bonus action, so at least I'd be kind of doing um, something. I can expend one use of my Bardic Inspiration to grant five temporary HP up to three creatures I can see and that can see me within 60 feet. So um, I would pick... I mean, I would pick Stoltis, I would pick uh, Blaze Riel, and I would probably pick Sunny, because she's like a sister to me. So I would pick them, since they're also kind of in the thick of the fight right now. Um, and so, yeah, you guys each get five um, temporary HP, and you also, all of you get to immediately use a reaction to move up to your speed without provoking opportunity attacks, if you would like to, so... Damn, that's pretty cool. So, yeah, it's called Mantle of Inspiration. I got it at third level. So I'm going to do that. So uh, that's a bonus action. And everyone can immediately, if they want to, use their reaction um, to move your full speed without provoking opportunity attack. You don't have to, though. And um, I would rush over to Esmeralda and I would see if I got another spell that might be useful. Um, 
We'll try the dissonant whispers too. Um, at first level, so okay. That'd be my main action. So yeah, I will target. Um, I'll target the one that hit Blaze Real really hard. Okay. And he's got to make a wisdom saving throw of a thirteen. Okay. So. Ooh. Yeah, he fails. Okay, so he's going to take three, or... Yes, on a failed save, he takes 3d6 psychic damage and immediately must use its reaction, if available, to move as far as its speed allows away from me. It doesn't move into dangerous ground like a fire or a pit, so like he's not going to run right into the flames. Um, so, yeah. Thirteen. Thirteen points of yeah, thirteen psychic, psychic. damage. Mm -hmm. So you hear these very strange, uh, sort of um, crystalline screams coming out of the uh, the crystal figure, mm -hmm. and he proceeds to sort of run a little ways back towards the bar where he came. Okay. All so right. I'd like I'd like to end my movement over by Esmeralda. Try to protect her and make sure she's okay. You do that, and she holds on to you and starts muttering, "The tavern's on fire. What are we going to do?" And with that, um, Casbis, it is your turn. Why, yes. Okay. Um, are those two guys still in the same area? Uh, yes. Is this the new Caspis voice now? No. supposed <laughs> <laughs> to say. Um, like... So, uh, if they're still together, then I would like to cast Ice Knife again, um, at first level. Were they, are you talking about the same one that you did this to before? Yeah, that's me, the, the two that I attacked earlier, if they were still together. No, no, those two, uh, one of them's over by the bar, the other one's, um, in front of you. Oh, the, the, oh, that's right. The one attacked me. Um, that one, then the one that's right in front of me. Um, I will. Um, I would like to look at him and cast Mind Spike. Ooh, okay. Doubling down on Mind Spikeage. So that is going to be eleven to hit. 11 to hit, that's gonna miss. Wah, wah. Um, well, fuck, that's all I can do. Okay, sorry to hear. All right, Stoltis, you're up. Cool, since uh, my um, serpent didn't really hold on very well, I'm gonna go ahead and just uh, try to shoot him with the uh, thorn whip. Okay. So that'll be... Oh, net 20. Uh, 25. So, yeah, that's a natural 20. Okay. Um, so that's doubled on that. For 12 damage. Okay, nice. 
So give him a good. Now, are you giving me the, the doubled or are you giving me the single roll? That's the doubled. It's a it's a one d six. Okay. Of damage, and I rolled a six on that as well. Two perfect rolls. Nice. <clears throat> um, and does it seem like, from Stoltis's perspective, that Scarlet is safe at this point, at least as safe as she could be away from these crystalline guys? Uh, make a quick insight check. Okay. Because if not, I'm going to use that um, movement thing that she was just uh, do- telling us that we could do to make sure I'm nearby. Insight, that is a 17. You you get the feeling that she's at least got um, her cool back. There is still a fair amount of panic, but she's compressing that, setting that aside, and trying to help Esmeralda. They are currently holding on to each other by the uh, side door. Okay, then I'm not gonna... uh, uh, What's the word? Disengage with my current uh, opponent. Okay. So that'll be my turn. Okay. Blaze Riel, you are up. That's gonna be fun. Okay. um, I'd like to go into a rage. All right. Um... Do you want me to account for that thing we talked about now, or are we going to discuss that later? Um, which thing are we talking about here? There are all... Um... Oh, one second. I, I forgot to do the thing. You fly into a barbarian raid! <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm talking about the thing where I... Because my entire body combusts. Yeah, okay. Um, okay. Well, yeah, I haven't worked out all that yet. Okay, then we can work on that later. If you want. I've got a rough sketch for it, and it's going to be this. Uh, If you do that, there's going to be a radius of fire. Yes. I will say, at this point, a 20-foot radius. Okay. I will say that... I apologize. No worries. No worries. Um... I'm used to this. <laughs> um, also, when this happens, I'd like my, like, I'd like my body to be absolutely noticeable. That my the sun on my chest starts to glow, and all my skin just starts to crack, and has like glowing embers falling off of it. Okay. Yes. Uh, hmm. Okay. Anyway, so aesthetic, got it. Uh, Twenty yes. foot radius. Uh, I will say that two of the golem people, uh, the one that uh, Stoltis is currently engaged in and the one that just slammed you are definitely within that radius. Mm-hmm. Also is the uh, the uh, the constrictor snake staff. And I would even argue that Casbis is right on the edge of that radius. Mm-hmm. So how uh, much damage? <laughs> Is going to be taken. Uh, let me see. I'll, I'll, yeah, it's going to be instantaneous. So, this isn't I'll, even my attack. I will say, everybody, uh, I will say, Mikey, roll a, uh, roll 2d6 for five. 2d6? 2d6. 2. Uno, dos. Okay. 
nine. Okay, so everybody in that radius takes nine points of fire damage. So I'm that's so sorry. Be the uh, see crystal golem. So he takes nine, and this other guy takes nine. Okay. Nope, wrong one. So, first of all, figure that out. And done. Okay. So, uh, Casbis, uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> did you put down your nine points of fire damage? Yes. Yes, I did. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, Nick. Did that affect me as well? Oh, shoot. I forgot. If you hit one of my children, you're a dead man. Yeah, where's Acorn? Uh, I will say that Acorn is, um, he's not in the current vicinity. Good. I will say that at some point he ran outside. <clears throat> Okay, I was hoping he wasn't getting trapped in, like, the fire somewhere. It is it is way too soon for a We Are Groot moment, Tyler. <laughs> hey, I may be cruel, but I'm not that cruel. I mean, come on. <laughs> Give me some credit. <laughs> so, um... Would you like me to attack now? Yes, whatever okay, action um... now, do now. Which whichever one tried to kick my ass. Okay. Or did uh, kick my ass more like. Yeah, he's right behind you. Okay. I'd like to well obviously I'm gonna attack him. Uh I will say the snake staff is okay. Okay, cool. Good, good, good. Well, the discussion was uh, because I'm using a stat block for the Constrictor Snake, and if I use the Constrictor Snake, it's got like maximum 20 HP, and then the Giant has maximum 60, so I'm just trying to figure out if I'm just going to use the base Constrictor or not. I would say base, because it's not really Giant-sized. So That's true. Okay. So yeah, that, that, that hurt my stick. Okay. Sorry. Okay, so... You're attacking the guy behind you. Does an unnatural 22 hit? Yes. Good. Okay. Um, for 16 damage. Oof. Okay. Okay. All right, he's still standing, but he's uh, chipped in some areas, and you can see the um, sort of red tendrils of um, energy sort of coursing through the crystal, sort of leaking mm. that area almost. Do you do you care if I have a little aesthetic with that? Uh, I wanna I wanna spin around and swing my axe and kind of go into his shoulder. And do what? And go into his shoulder. I see. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. 
and then pull it back out, obviously. Right. It's you sort of spin around and chop off a bit of his shoulder in sort of like an offhand uh, motion. Yes. Sound that's good. Okay, so you're welcome. So that's my turn. Okay, so now it's the previously constricted, sort of now uh, fried guy's turn. Uh, he's going to. Uh, what can you do aside from? He's going to go at you again. He's going to go at you, Caspus. Uh, Come at me, bro. I'm not hurt or anything. And he's going to uh, slam into you. First attack. Does a 12 hit? No. Good. Second attack. Does a 16 hit? Yes. Okay. Okay. So that's a... uh... So the second slam is uh, 13 points of uh, bludgeoning damage. I've fallen and I can't get up! Oof. I am unconscious. Wait, literally? Yes! I just took 9 points of damage, Tyler. My bad. I, I forget. Wizards notoriously have like no HP. Yeah. It's only one d six to start. Yeah, I forgot about. Sorry. That's okay. It's the name of the game, dude. Okay, next, uh, the guy over at the uh, bar is still um, sort of screaming a little bit. I will say that. Actually, Roll something here. Mm-hmm. Okay. As he's screaming, he's going to uh, literally twist his head, break it off, and then the rest of his crystalline body explodes and bursts into flames. The bar is now on fire in a 10-foot radius of flame. So he is out for the count. Uh, Next guy. Let's see here. This is the guy uh, that you just uh, took a chunk of the shoulder off, uh, Blaze Riel. Yes. He's going to make a similar roll. <laughs> okay. And that doesn't work for him. So 
He's uh, going to slam into you again. Mm-hmm. Does a 16 hit? Nope. Okay. And he rolled the same thing again, so they both miss. Yep. Okay. So with that, Sunny, you're up. Okay. Um, did you say that the one that attacked Casbis is down? Uh the or one I... the one over by the uh the bar. The one over by the bar that uh Scarlet scare with her dissonant whispers, he exploded. And he's oh, okay. Toast. Okay, but the one that attacked Cab Casbis and knocked him down is still where he was before. Yes. Okay. Um, I how far away is Casbis from me? I can't really do anything, but she wants to run over there um, to like protect him. If I say fifteen feet. Okay. Yeah. So I'm gonna run over just like kind of in a protective way. I don't really have anything to do to help him, but um, and then cast witch bolt at second level on him. Okay. And let me see. Is that a yeah, that's a roll to hit. Great. Um 13 Miss. to hit. Miss. Okay. Well, that's all I can do. I must have been distracted. Oh wait, what level was the witch bolt at? Second. Okay. <laughs> I was waiting for you to ask. Okay. First, first, roll a D twenty for me. Okay. 17. Okay, yeah. Uh nothing happens. Okay. So um with that, it is now Sanjiro's turn. He's going to go over to the uh golem that uh attacked Casbis and again take another strike at him. Nat 20, Sun Zero, you dog. Okay. So that's gonna be still two-handed. 14. Jesus. Okay. So, yeah, that guy's not looking too good. Top of the round, Scarlet. Oh, boy, I have to do something. <laughs> I've spent all this time trying to decide what to do. Um, so Esmeralda and I are just kind of holding on to each other. Um, for some reason, my page is reloading with all my fun stuff. I can't wait till we're all together again, like, physically playing, guys. Same here. It'll be so much more, like, authentic. But I'm still glad we're all here. Yeah, that's all that matters. Okay. I am getting the treacherous, like, loading, loading, loading screen right now. So forgive me. Um... Please hold. We are experiencing <laughs> technical difficulties. It's happening a couple times this session. I feel bad. Um... I mean... 
screw it. We're just gonna go with Dissonant Whispers again and target uh is there one over by like Stoltis? Okay. So yeah. Because I have 60 feet of range on it, so remind me what he's got to do again. Wisdom save uh 13. Natural 20 succeed. Okay, um, I mean, it says on a successful save, they take half as much damage and don't have to move away, but I don't know how you want Yeah, I'll, I'll rule that as the same. Okay. Well, I rolled two ones on the D6, and then, uh, so that's seven plus my mod 10, so it'd be for five damage. <laughs> Every bit counts. Yeah, so basically the way I'm trying to rule it is like I'm hugging, like holding on to Esmeralda right now, and I'm terrified out of my mind. My eyes keep darting around trying to keep an eye on like all these crystal creatures. And so I'm like murmuring really creepy humming like noises that are hopefully, you know, mentally affecting them. So that's all I got. Okay. And before that, Tobias is going to climb down from the stairs. And he's going to rush over to you and um, also grab a hold of Esmeralda. Uh, Kazbis, uh, yeah. your death saving throw. Oh, boy. <laughs> Make sure not to die. Well, that's a nat one. Oh, no. That's two that counts as two, doesn't it? Yeah, that's two. That absolutely is two. Oh, no. Cosmos, no. I am so sorry. Okay. Stoltis, save us. Oh. Come on, Treezus. Sorry about that. Um, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and uh, start by vine whipping this bro again. Because, no, how close am I to Caspis? I would say that you're just about five feet away from him. Yeah, uh, I want to try to get him up, help him up. Um, I could have sworn I had a healing spell here. I can't use mending on him. Um, I guess not. Well, if you want to uh, stabilize him, I will say uh, uh, a medicine check at the uh, DC. All right. Wait. Would you say? I will a medicine... say. Go ahead. A medicine check. I will set the DC. If you okay. make it, he's stabilized. Well, that is a 23 with medicine. It's, yeah, uh, he's stable. Cool. I'm and alive. and uh, I would like to use um, a bonus action to revert the staff or the serpent back into the staff. And it'll literally just be him reaching his hand out and saying, uh, Vergam in Colibrum, which is serpent into staff. And it'll crawl back into his hand and turn solid. This is some Moses shit right here. It is. <laughs> so yeah, that'll that'll be my actions. 
Okay. With that, uh, Blaze Riel, you are up. Yep, and I want to start by saying I'm sorry to Nick. <laughs> Fuck you. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, I'd like to attack the same one that I attacked before. Okay. Is an unnatural 23 hit? Yup. Cool. Um, four. For 12 damage. Okay. Now let's see here. Okay. Now he's got a, I got to roll something for him. Okay, so after you hit him, he sort of cracks open, and all of a sudden he uh, combusts as well. I need you to make a dexterity saving throw. Okay. Fun stuff. Where's Dex at? Um, that is... 15? Just barely makes it. Oh shit! <laughs> you don't take okay. any damage from this. Uh, mm-hmm. You don't take any damage from it, but there is now a um, a ten foot radius of flame beside you. Well, that's not going to do much to me, but it's going to do everything else to everyone else. Right. Yeah. So, with that, there is only one crystal golem left, and I will say that the tavern is starting to fall apart. Flames are getting way out of control. I would say by possibly end of the next round, um, this whole thing will collapse in on itself. And with that, uh, this next Christum Golem guy is going to uh, turn around and focus his He's going to target uh, Scarlet and try to walk toward her. And he stops just short. He's about five feet away from you, Scarlet. And with that, Sonny, you're up. Okay. Um, is the one I was attacking still up? Um, the one that attacked Caspus. No, he blew up. Okay, that's what I thought. So, who's left? It's just the one. Uh, that was um. In front of Stoltis, he's now over by Scarlet. Okay, and how far away is that? That's about 25 feet. Okay, that's my full speed, but I don't really need to go over there. I could, I guess, cast from a distance. Um, I want to add to the fire. All right, I'm going to attempt to cast Chaos Bolt at level 1. Okay, roll a d20. 
11. Fine. Okay. So do what you got to do for Chaos Bolt, or do I have to do anything? Uh, I think I have to roll. Yep. Um, That's going to be a 23 to hit. Oh, yeah. That's going to hit. Cool. And then... All right, I'm gonna. It's gonna be lightning damage, and it's gonna be. Uh, 12, 12 lightning damage. Okay. So he takes that, and um, it hurts him a bit, but he's still trucking. All right. All That's right. Okay, so Sanjiro is up next. He's going to do the same thing as before, run up to the guy and uh, swing his sword. That's an unnatural. Unnatural 23. So, for eight points of damage. Come on. Let's figure this guy's health out. There we go. Okay. And with that, Scarlet, top of the round. Um, since I'm aware, you said that we're, like we're all aware that this place is gonna collapse. Yes. Um, I would try to kind of like not push Esmeralda, but like firmly guide her closer to Tobias and like tell him to get her out of here. Oh. And um, is so I know Casbus is stabilized, but is he still down? Um, I will say that he is prone. Stable, but prone. Okay. Stabilized, that typically means that they're still down, they just don't have to make death saves, but I'm not conscious. Okay. That's what I was wondering, because, like, I wasn't sure if I would just try to run out of the building, but some of my friends are hurt and that these things were here after me. Uh, plus the one just, you know, tried to attack me, so... um. I would like to pull out my rapier and I would like to start like making my way toward my, you know, toward my companions and this last dude and uh, try to destroy him to get everybody out of here. Um, so I'll take a swing at him, I guess. All right. Uh, 15. Miss. Okay, so I'm going to miss with the rapier. Um, as my bonus action, I want to cast Mantle again, because I have three uses of Bardic Inspiration, so I can do that again. Um, so again, I'm going to give Casbis five temporary HP. Um, and then I think you can only have like one thing of temporary HP. So if you've already used it, you can get it again. Um, but I will 
I'll pick Casbis and Stoltis and Scarlet. And if you guys already have it, I don't want to meta. So if you guys already have it, then you can't get the HP benefit. But um, anything since it's a temporary, maybe it'll like provide a shield if something were to hit me or something like that. That's what I'm hoping because you take you lose temporary HP before you lose regular HP. So um, that would be her thinking anyway. Is she's trying to give you kind of like a buffer. Um, but I want to cast that so that everybody can immediately use their reactions to move up to your speed without provoking opportunity attacks. And I would be, uh, shouting, so this place is gonna, you know, fall, get out of here, we need to go. And, uh, that's, that's what I'm gonna do. Yeah, I think Stoltus will probably, like, grab Caspus ready to bolt out of the building. Okay, I... I won't even bother asking for a strength check. He's pretty tiny, so I'll say you're able to pick him up and you're able to move and uh, get the puck out of there. Okay. <laughs> so I'm still in the building, but uh, the three people who I just tried to give some temporary HP, and if you can take the HP, um, you get to use a reaction to move your full speed. So... That pretty much just leaves out Blaze real. Sorry, buddy. You and me are yeah, stuck in yeah. here. <laughs> so I will say that, yeah, um, Casbis and Stoltis have disengaged. Blaze Riel, you're up. Yep. To um, be fair, I don't disengage. Hmm? Stoltis disengages with me. <laughs> This is true. Okay, so the last one's alive, right? Yep, the last one is right in front of Scarlet. Of who? Scarlet. Oh, great. Okay, um... I'd like to attack it with my greatsword. Great, not greatsword, great axe. Fire away! Does an 18 hit? Yes. Okay, cool. I was worried for there for a second. Um, for, for 18 points of damage. Okay. Okay. Since that occurred, this is going to happen. What does he roll? Oh, okay. Yeah. He's going to explode, too. Um, Can I signal everyone before he does, like, after I hit him, for to, and yell, everyone get out now? Uh, make a... Uh, Make a dexterity uh, roll check. Dexterity? Mm-hmm. Straight dex. Okay. Um, okay. That's an 11. An 11. Okay. Um, just as you... Uh, 
start to say, you know, everybody get out. He shatters. I will need um, Scarlet and you to both make a dexterity saving throw. Okay. Unnatural 20. All right. Uh, Scarlet. I'm doing math. No worries. You said dex save? Yes. 16. Okay, that makes it two. You're both unaffected by the explosion. And uh, now there's just a big old fireball in front of you. And now we are out of initiative. Cool. Cool. Crystal people are gone. Uh, <clears throat> Tyler, with your permission, uh, I would love to be able to cast. Um, let me make sure. Yeah, gust of wind to shoot a, uh, basically shoot a hole through the flames to clear a path. Um, it says the gust disperses gas or vapor and it extinguishes candles, torches, and similar unprotected flames in the area. I will allow it. Cool. Just to clear a path towards uh, Scarlet and Blazerio. So, and uh, he'll probably yell, Come on, get out of there! All right. What do you guys do? Well, I'm probably, you know, coughing up a lung from... Oh, sorry. Sorry. Yeah, Sanjira's gonna book it. I'm probably coughing up a lung from, like, smoke inhalation. Um, <laughs> other than that, I don't know. I'm very traumatized by these crystal people, and I suddenly have all these memories, and now that, like, the adrenaline is gone, I'm probably in a state of shock at the moment, I would say. Does Which Stultus used to happen to poor Scarlet tell. quite a bit. <laughs> Does Stultus seem to pick up that Scarlet's having a hard time getting out? Um, do I as well? Both of you make a perception check. That's a 16. I was going to say that was a 15. 15 and 16. I will say that both of you do notice that Scarlet is in a state of shock and is having difficulty breathing. I um so I'm right next to her, right? Yes, right in front of her. If it's all the same to you, I'd like to pick her up and take her to Stoltis. Weren't you just on fire? Aren't you gonna be hot? Like, aren't you going to burn uh, her? Yeah, you got a good point there. <laughs> um, uh, I will say that um, the initial heat of the Barbarian Rage is done. The rest is just uh, spooky aesthetic. The rest is right. what? The, the rest aesthetic. is just a spooky aesthetic. Oh, hey, yeah. Tyler. Yes. Um, I just want to double check and see if this is okay but like since i was performing and since i used like a multitude of instruments i assumed i had my pack on me like during the performance but i was curious on how you felt about like our possessions and stuff i don't like, say that you have all your possessions on you 
Okay. I just wanted to clarify and not be like, hmm, it's convenient that they had everything they own on their backs and that the fire didn't, you know, destroy it. So I just wanted to make sure if that was okay. Yeah, that's perfectly fine. Okay, so Blazeriel's going to bring Scarlet outside then? Yes. Do you want me to roll a strength check or something? No, I'll I'll rule that in this case it's um adrenaline. The, the <laughs> yeah. light has gone out of me, I would say. So like I really am not resisting at this point. Like mm. it's I literally had like part of my brain just kind of like locked away and now I have literally repeated instances of trauma associated to this being just like coming back into my head. So um it's very overwhelming. I'm kind of almost picturing it as like uh, Dr. Donna, if y'all are familiar with that. Yeah. yeah. Doctor Who, like season four, um, where it's just like this rush of stuff that like her brain is like, no, we don't want to remember that. We can't remember that. So uh, it's, it's bad. <laughs> Tyler. Yeah. I know I'm not awake, but where the fuck is my child? He is outside in the front yard. Oh, good. Some kind of Casper appreciated that. Correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't the uh, stable connected to the actual uh, in oh, itself? No. Yes, it is. And you okay. can see that um, Charlotte is sort of to get out. Let me. Okay, roll. so I was going to say when. I was gonna say when Blazeriel gets to the door, Stultus will probably take Scarlet out of his arms and be like, "Go get the horse." Um, well, that? as you say that, um, you hear the uh, the door of the stable, sort of veranda, sort of bust open, and Charlotte starts rushing out. You know, whinnying and uh, huffing. Oh, thank God! Oh, thank God! So, I need to know, um, real quick, just for clarity's sake, is everybody in front of the tavern or out the side door? I assumed that I went out the side door that Esmeralda went out. I ran out the front. That's what I pictured. I was running to wherever Stoltis was. Alright. Stoltis, where were you? Uh, out the side door that, um... Esmeralda had gone out. Okay, so you're all out on the side door. You can hear Charlotte huffing and puffing uh, out front. And just as all this happens, the tavern collapses in on itself, a huge flaming wreck. Mm. I'm so sad. Oh, yes. Uh, Mikhail's out by the mill. Consoling uh, Esmeralda with Tobias. Yeah, I wondered that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where is Sonny's boyfriend at? Uh, yes, yes. <laughs> at least Tyler isn't cruel enough to like kill him straight up. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yet. <laughs> nah, that kid's like, too strong. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't uh, put it past him if the dice rolled that way. You know. Right. Yep, mm-hmm. Mikhail's all right. Acorn's all right. Almost everybody is all right except for the tavern, which mm. is going up in smoke. It is destroyed. Oh, poor Esmeralda. She is crying 
and and just absolutely a wreck. Oh my god. <laughs> uh Stultus would like to because uh, I'm assuming uh he's still kind of trying to carry uh Scarlet and he's just kind of get one last look of what's going on and then uh start walking towards the mill to get you know away from the flames. So you're like supporting me? Supporting, carrying, doesn't matter. I mean whatever okay. you I don't know. You said you were pretty much. Yeah, I'm pretty much. Uh, what's what's it called? I know I'm in shock. Is it? There's a word that I'm thinking of that I can't think of. Well, not catatonic. I would. No, think. that's what I. I didn't think it was that either. I don't know. Anyway, yeah, I'm. Probably supporting you for the most part. It's probably more of like, I don't want to say dragging you along, but you know. Yeah, like, I'm not, I, you can tell, like, I'm not resisting, but I'm not, like, really going along with it either. I'm just not all there at the moment. Right, My right. head really hurts. Stunned. So, yeah, pulling away from the building and heading towards where Mikhail and uh, Esmeralda are and Tobias are at. All right, you head over to that uh over there um Mikhail's consoling Esmeralda and Tobias looks up and checks on you and says is anyone wounded is everyone all right Casbis uh took quite a hit but i think the rest of us are okay i'll go to try to tend to his wounds a little bit um how about Esmeralda how is she She's, um, it's not good. Um, she is heartbroken. We all are. I, I want to make sure your friend is all right. We'll, um, we'll regroup at the mill and try to figure it all out. All right. Okay. So uh, Tobias is going to go over to Casbis. Uh, uh, he's going to pull out some gauze and some vodka. Ah, uh, yes, the essentials. And you get five points of health back. That's some good-ass vodka. As he serve. Tends up your wounds and uh, also drinks a little bit of vodka and sort of spits it on your face and slaps you awake and says, Get up. Can you hear me? Um, yeah. Sorry, I'm a Michael Muted. <laughs> no worries. He looks at you and says, Good. Ah, I'll take you over to the mill. We're going to regroup there. How close is Blazriel? Oh, shit. <laughs> I don't know. Blazriel, where are you? Um, probably seeing if there's anything left of the tavern that is salvageable. Um, well... Question, is he within 30 feet? 
I will say he's within 30 feet. I would like to cast Mage Hand and slap him upside the back of the head. All right, you do that. Blaze Riel, how do you react to a ghostly golden hand uh, flashing in behind your head and um, conking you on the head? Well, I'd probably be distracted, so I'd be kind of like, what the hell? Um, I'd, I'd kind of look over to wherever it came from, and if he's near, I'd be like, uh, I'm sorry if I hurt you. I didn't you need mean to be for careful anyone next to time. get hurt. Where's Acorn? Sunny. You asking me that? No, I, I'm asking like in, I'm saying that out loud in general. Oh, sorry. Sunny, where are you? Um, I initially ran out the front door and then realized that no one was out there and I was alone. Well, so for at that one's out there. So you regroup with uh, Acorn. Oh, Acorn's out there. Okay, cool. So I'm gonna grab Acorn and I'm gonna assume that everybody's at the other end, obviously, because that's the only other door to go out. So I'm going to run around with Acorn to meet up with everyone else. Okay, you do that. You eventually find, um, I'll say that you get there just about the time that Casbus has sort of scorned uh, Blaze Riel and asks, where's Sonny? Do I hear him asking where I am? Yes. Okay, I'm going to yell, we're here! Acorn and I, we're right here! Oh, oh, good. Um, I was really worried for a second there. Mom. I went out the front door. Oh. Let's not do that again. What? Go out the front door? No, let's let's not fight in a burning tavern. <laughs> okay, that sounds like something I can try to do. Isn't my first time. Mommy, are you gonna be okay? Um, yeah, yeah, I just I just need a little bit, honey. All right. You see um a small sort of welt like tear sort of form around his eye. <laughs> and um all of a sudden becomes a small little fruit and he sort of Picks, picks at it, and um, he says, "Mom, here, eat this." Oh, um, oh, I don't know if I can eat right now. He doesn't stop to say, you know, chew it. He more like drops the berry into your mouth. Okay, I guess, <laughs> and start chewing it. And with that, you gain. An additional. Does he know Goodberry? An additional ten points of health. That's awesome. You're a good kid, Acorn. Well, you're great, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> My heart. Do I feel good enough to stand? Yeah. You feel very much refreshed. 
right, I would like to stand and kind of like dust myself off. Okay. And then I would like to hug Acorn and Sunny. No, you do that. And there. So cute. All right. So with that, uh, is everybody heading over to the? What's everybody doing? Sunny is making sure that she can see everyone and that everyone's okay, like assessing the situation. You're all pretty roughed up, and you're all covered in uh, soot and ash. But aside from that, um, no one died. Esmeralda is extremely. I feel like I'm just kind of watching the place burn as I'm overwhelmed by my memories. In any other occasion, this would be a beautiful bonfire. But now, looking at it, it's um, it's uh, it's tragic. It's the end of something wonderful and almost like home. Tyler. Yes. Um, I'd like to look down at my hands, which are kind of still embering a little bit, like they're glowing a bit still. And I'd like to, and I'd like to take a deep breath and like just watch them slowly go away. Okay. And so- then I'd I'd kind of look back and make sure, and probably walk over to Scarlet, make sure she's okay. Okay. Spoiler alert, she's not okay. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody else sees is Scarlet in a state of shock. Um I I don't know. I, I, I feel like to some degree Stoltis is maybe experiencing a little PTSD from like this burning building in front of him after going through the calamity and seeing the entire town in flames. Ooh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So he's probably having a hard time, but really trying to keep himself level-headed for the sake of, like, Scarlet and everybody else. But you could probably, if you got a good look at him, you could probably see, like, the discomfort and uh, whatnot in his face, you know, like, his expression. Yeah, this is not good on a lot of levels. Hey, Tyler. Yes. Uh, when Sonny sees Mikhail, what it like? Is he with Esmeralda? What is he doing? Yeah, he's sitting with Esmeralda. Esmeralda at this point has stopped crying and has sort of started staring at the ground. You said Mikhail's sitting down. Yeah, he's sitting down with her, trying to console her. Okay, Sonny's gonna go over there when she sees him and just kind of, like, give him a reassuring, like, touch on the shoulder and just, like, be kind of quiet, other than to say, like, I'm sorry, in a really whispered voice. He looks at you at the touch. At first, he sort of flinches, and then he calms down. He takes a hold of your hand and says... Thank you. And then she'll just leave it because she can tell they're grieving. Tobias eventually 
looks around and says, all right, I want everybody come with me into the mill. We'll wait there and try to rest for the rest of the night. Sounds okay, good I would to follow me. him. I think we all could use a good rest. Tyler. Yes. You said that um er- he was suggesting that everyone goes into the mill. Yes. Um Blazerill is going to be very hesitant about it and say I I've done enough damage today. I'm I'm okay. I'm going to stay outside. He uh, kind of looks at you and says, all right, wherever you want to rest, you know, rest where you want. I just want everybody to group up and just protect each other for the night and yeah. head for the mill. Okay. All right, so you all head down to the mill. Uh Tobias kind of quickly takes some bales of hay and um, trying to tries to sort of make the ground, you know, a little softer so you're not laying on rough stone and what have you. After everything going on, I probably just lay down and pass the fuck out right on the stone. Okay. Uh, everybody else. Yeah, I guess Stolthus would make sure that people were all in and comfortable and then get comfortable himself. Okay. I would just be kind of sitting there quietly, but I wouldn't be going to sleep. All yeah, right. Sunny wouldn't be sleeping either. I think she'd just kind of be sitting there quietly. Yeah, I don't see how Scarlet can sleep after this, considering she's just remembering all this originally started happening when she was falling asleep, and now she's extremely terrified to even blink, honestly. She is just a mess right now. Like, I really just can't think of anything that she would say other than just completely shut down as her brain's trying to process everything. Uh, okay, I will say that those of you who wish to sleep, you gain the uh, benefits of a long rest. Um, and those of you who do not sleep, I will allow you the benefits of a short rest. Uh, Stoltus, uh, make your stealth roll, um, and what you want to do. That's a 19. Yeah, I'll say that everybody's sort of in a distraught way, so they don't notice you leave. Okay. Oh, no! 
Um, and do I need to roll anything else to find what I'm looking for? What are you doing? Make an investigation check. Okay. He's doing sneaky stuff that we don't know about, so... Uh, that's a 16. You find what you're looking for. Okay, good. Then I would just like to return to the mill afterwards, protecting it. Okay, you do that. Are you going to sleep? Um, probably just rest. Not really get a full night's sleep, just because of all things considering. What's, okay. You know. So, you gain the benefits of a short rest, I will say. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. And with uh, that, daybreak comes. It's been a very rough night. You awaken to the smell of charred wood and the faint murmuring of a crowd in the distance. Wonderful. Who's first to rise? I never fell asleep, but I wouldn't say that I'm, like, getting up. Okay. Tyler? Yes? Um, since I'm outside, would I hear this crowd, like, much more than they would? Make a perception check. Okay. That's a 12. I'd say that the murmuring's just a little bit louder for you since you're outside, but not all that much different. You don't really discern anything more than there is a crowd somewhere in the distance. Okay. Um, I'd probably be waking up anyway, though. Just because, because I'm usually up a little but yeah. All right. Are are you going to do anything else? Blazerail? Um, I'd probably go see the remains of the building. All right. As you approach the remains of the building, the uh, uh, sounds become a bit louder. And you notice that it's, in fact, several of the townsfolk are looking at the flaming wreck and sort of murmuring and whispering among themselves, you know, what happened? How did this happen? My God, it's all gone. Poor Esmeralda. Yeah. Um, quickly make I a, wouldn't know what really. Quickly make an insight check for me real quick. Or no, perception. I'm sorry, perception. Yes. Okay. You say perception? Yes. That is a 15. As you're looking over the house and you sort of notice the crowd out of the corner of your eye, something catches it. It's the uh, Sophia woman that you encountered in the streets. Is that the lady that tried to flirt with me? Yes. Got it. (laughs) You mean everybody? Well, yeah, I... You notice that she's sort of front and center in the crowd. She's not really murmuring or anything. 
She's not even like, you know, oh my gosh, what a tragedy. She's more like observing everything like, huh. So that's what a burned building looks like. Oh, okay. Um, I'd probably turn... You say something, Nick? Uh, just ignore me. Oh. Um, I'd like to turn around and kind of just go back to the mill and knock on the door. See if anyone's up. Well, there's not really a door to the mill. It's oh, more that's of, right. Uh, more of an open doorway. Yeah. So I'd probably just walk in slightly and see if anyone's awake. Who's not dead? Would, Sound off. Would, <laughs> would the crowd have been loud enough to wake me? I was sleeping really, really late. She would have stayed up really late and fell kind of asleep. Mm, I will say that she kind of hears the... Uh, make a perception check, actually. Um, that's a nine. Nah. You don't really... You you kind of hear it in the distance, but at the same time, you've got the sound of the flowing river beside you. It all kind of muddles together. For all you know, it's just that town's open and uh, maybe the town's open in the distance and nature's alive, but everybody's emotionally dead inside. <laughs> okay, well, I'd still be sleeping then. Okay. I'd say with some of those people like still asleep, Scarlet probably would actually start getting up and like she's going through her things and like organizing and packing them and I'd probably go over Charlotte and uh, give him some of the extra fruit and things that I purchased. All right. Just as you're doing that, you notice that Blaze Riel's walking into the doorway of the I mill. Say, I don't say anything, John. Oof. Okay. Um, I'm gonna kind of look over to Scarlet and say, how are you holding up? I have to go. Hmm? I have to go. Oh, all right. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, okay, sure, whatever. <laughs> I'm glad I'm not the only one who thought it. I gotta go. Okay. So yeah, I mean if he just says okay, I'm gonna like I mean uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't stop you because you're in a t time of distress and I'm just like, you know, if she needs her space, go for it. No, she wants to like. Don't let her do it. She's gonna go in a manic panic and fucking dye her hair. Ooh. Sunny. <laughs> um. Hey, feel... mine was natural, super <laughs> natural. That's true. I mean, okay. If I were to say anything and be like, "Would you want me to come with you?" Nobody can come with me. And like I'm using a deadpan like a voice on 
I don't want you guys to think I'm not interested. Like, she's very messed up, and she's resolving herself to this idea. Yeah. Yeah. I think Stoltis is probably just kind of... I don't know. I, I feel like he didn't sleep all that much, so he's probably just listening silently while, like, laying, you know, sitting upright or whatever. Kind I was of, gonna say, um, I'm probably just getting up and, like, I'll, I'll do the slow rise, like, sitting up and my hair's, like, all over the place. Very nice. I would like, since Wazerell's kind of talking to me, I actually would like to hand over the extra watermelon and tell him that Charlotte is very fond of watermelon. He also likes carrots and apples and general goods. That's good to know. And, Um. like, I'm not... I'm literally giving it to him. Like, I'm not just showing him. Like, I'm handing him these possessions, so... Don't Tyler, you wanna, sorry, go ahead. Don't you want to... Are you... And I'd like to kind of sadly pat Charlotte on the nose. And, uh... I'm not gonna say anything more. I'm just gonna, like, slowly start to make my way probably out of the... I'd like to pat Charlotte on the nose. Okay, you do that. And uh, he sort of um, shakes his head a little bit at that. He's not all too, too familiar with you yet, Blazeriel. Yeah, no, I, I can I can understand that because I, I was like wondering, like, I don't think Charlotte knows me that well. <laughs> I just realized I was muted. Um, would I mean? I'm trying to think. Like obviously, Stoltz is not going to let her just leave, but I can't think of if he was like right there to stop her or anything. If you know that were the case. Um. Do I notice that she's like dropping off all of her stuff to Blaze Real? Well, you hear that sort of part of the conversation. I will say that you hear that, and um, you know whatever thoughts you think of that, I'll leave up to you. Um. Okay. Uh, well, let me let me ask this. Do you think? I would recognize that given the circumstances of last night, she would, or he would know that she got her uh, memories back. Insight check, please. Yes, sir. Where did my dice go? There they are. Milo ate them. Oh, I hope not. These are the metal ones. Dude will poop for a week. 
that is a 16. I'll say that you sort of gather that her tone suggests, her tone of voice suggests um, the sort of I need to leave and protect everybody sort of mentality that, you know, yeah, she's acting okay. how she would act before the mind wipe thing. Right. Okay. So little red flags are popping up. Oh, yeah. Um, Stoltis would probably has she already walked out the door yeah she's walked past blaze riel and walked past um charlotte um i would say she's probably halfway up the hill from the uh mill to the wreck okay um not grabbing literally any of my equipment or anything i would like to uh try to chase after her all right that scarlet um, you hear the approaching of uh, fast footprints, footsteps behind you. Oh, man. I feel like there's a lump in her throat and she just refuses to look back because she doesn't want to see anyone that she cares about. I'm being very edgy, guys. I apologize. It's okay. Uh, real quick, um, Blazeriel, what were you about to say? Oh, I was just going to, like, wait, but right before Stoltis left, I was going to say... There's a crowd out there, by the way. I'm not even paying attention. My, I, it's an immediate uh, single-track mine right this second. No, nope, makes sense. Go after your girl. <laughs> well, I didn't say that out loud, but you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wouldn't. <laughs> all right, so... So she's not, she's not paying attention at all? To the fact, or she's like, I would, say, I would say you probably would notice that, like, she hesitates for a minute, like, she she falters a bit, but she doesn't look back and she keeps going. But, like, you're aware that she knows that you're there, at least that someone is there, I should say. Okay, then, um, he's gonna stop in his tracks and just kind of put his hand out and cast the cantrip druidcraft and have a lily sprout in the ground in front of her. Like right in front oh, of her. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, obviously I'm not going to step on the flower. So I'm just, <laughs> sorry, Nick. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Nick, Nick just shared a gift. In the group chat, and I fucking lost it. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually legit emotional. <laughs> this song is called I'm So Sad, So Very, Very Sad. Oh, man. Okay. I'm going to get it together. Yeah. Not oh, even say, not saying a damn word, just kind of reaching yeah. his hand down and willing it to grow. Cool. Um, I'll say that she stops, but, like, like I said, there's, like, a lump in her throat, like, she doesn't want to turn around, she's gonna cry about it, or you're gonna make her second-guess her decision, so she's trying to be, like, I don't know, she's, she's struggling, but, uh, I'll stop, at least. Tyler. Yes. 
what I've woken up now that everyone's kind of like making commotion and like everybody's leaving. At the sense of drama, I would say that <laughs> you are up and at Okay. Can I run out the door? Do I see Scarlet? Sonny, where are you going? I noticed Scarlet's not here. We didn't play our are we didn't she didn't play her music. Oh I'm crying. Oh. Alright, um I'll I'll get up and be like, alright, let's let's go. Acorn, come on. Acorn's not there. What? <gasps> what? What is my child? Uh, Sonny, you do notice that uh, Scarlet is up on the hill, and uh, so is Stoltis. Okay, I'm about to run up there then. And as I'm running up to her, I want to yell, uh, Scarlet, what are you doing? You didn't play your music, so I couldn't paint this morning. <clears throat> I'm not going to play music anymore. What do you mean you're not going to play music anymore? I... I'm done. You, you can't be done. Can't be done with something that you're born to do forever. Like, this is where, as an actress, I can, like, picture exactly what she looks like in my head, but it's hard to describe. But there's a term <laughs> called acting with your back, like, which is obviously when your back is turned and you're using your body language to express your emotion. So, like, mm -hmm. she, like, that makes her very sad, like, and uh, you can tell that, like, she basically has a straw man argument, being a bit dramatic, but literally this is the only thing she can think that will that will stop this from happening. Yeah, and I so feel like, like Sunny would because like she's probably actually crying right now. You can't do that. Yeah, I mean, Sunny would definitely get understand the emotion that you were conveying, but I don't think she would understand the logic of why you think leaving would fix the problem. But she also wouldn't know how to communicate that to you. Yeah, I get it. This is so emotional. <laughs> <laughs> Steltus is going to slowly, like move forward a little bit. He doesn't want to like move fat so fast that she, you know, it, 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 I don't want to say it's like approaching a scared animal, but it's approaching yeah, a scared you animal. Don't want to you don't want to yeah. And, uh, he's going to reach his hand down. He says, Scarlet, what's going on? I need you to talk to me. I have to go back. Go back where? To him. To who? <clears throat> Scarlet, that's 
no place for you. Uh, trust me. It, uh, you you don't belong with him. You belong with uh, us. <laughs> Sorry, that's out game, obviously. <laughs> 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 I forgot that I wasn't muted. So I'm just <laughs> <over here. laughs> um, because I laugh at emotional things, apparently. Right. <laughs> um, she she would say that there there is no place for me anymore, and last night just reminded me. Hey, Tyler, can I reach into my bag and pull out a painting that I've painted of all of us together? Yeah. Totally. Okay, I want to pull it out and I want to go in front of Scarlet so she has to, like, at least, I, at least in her vision range and hand it to her and tell her, you always have a place with us and none of this is your fault. This keeps happening. And I forgot about it for a while, but that didn't make it go away. Oh no, Tyler is typing. Oh no, Tyler's <laughs> typing. <laughs> oh no, I'm typing. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Don't worry, false alarm. <laughs> Stoltis is... He's really not sure how to handle this situation. He's all kinds of fumbled up right now. Trees don't have this kind of emotions. <laughs> so and, while, uh, are, while we are all um, emotional, playing our emotions and being emo, <laughs> crisis of 15 to 20 seconds ago, where Casbis asked where Acorn was, and Acorn is not there in the mill. Acorn? Acorn! I don't know where he is. I haven't seen him. He, he's definitely not in the mill. I don't see him anywhere. Nope. I would like to run out the door and start frantically looking around. I'd probably follow him. Which door? There are... Two of them. There's one that leads to Stoltis and the drama, and there's one close by leading to the river. Uh oh, would I know it's by the river? You can sort of see out of the uh portocollis of the doorway the I would like to look out there by the river then, because that's where he would be if he isn't in here. I feel okay. you look out the door, you can see him talking. To someone far away. Who the fuck is he talking to? Make a perception check. I am gonna kill you, Butler! Oh. That's an unnatural 20. It is a man. The top of his head is crowned with white hair. He is wearing a green jacket of a very old fashion. Do I recognize this man? Make a history check. That's a 16. 
has Stoltis discussed the gentleman with the uh, group before? No, but yeah. I have. Yes, we. Before. Stoltis did bring him up uh, when uh, the crystalline, crystallized version of him attacked on the ship. Before we saw Cas, but before we saw, uh, um, shit, uh, Valis. I don't know him. Judging by the uh, descriptions that um, Stoltis has given you in the past, Casbus, a red flag pops up in your mind as you realize that this is not an earthly man. Oh, my fucking hands are fucking smoldering, ready to launch a bolt. Get away from him! The gentleman stops talking and looks up. He has a cunning expression of mischief on his face. He grabs onto uh, Acorn very suddenly. I am launching a bolt. Just as you launch the bolt, he vanishes. What? And you suddenly hear his voice. If you wish to reclaim a little you'd best find your way into the land of Fae. <laughs> Son of a bitch! I want to run over by where they were and, like, frantically look around. Tyler? Yes? Do I see this happening? Because I was following him out. Yes, you both see this happening. Okay, then I'm going to follow him there, too. You head to the uh, area where Acorn and the gentleman once stood. All you can see are the faint impressions of feet where they once stood. Who the Lazarus? fuck was that guy? Where's Stoltis? Out front. With Scarlet. Immediately, I'm going to start running out towards there. Alright, you run out and... Just as the drama is reaching its most cinematic, the music soaring and swelling, emotions running high, Casbis and Blazeriel, you pop in on the drama. Stoltis! And I'm probably honestly like going to collapse onto my knees and say, he took him! Do we all hear him say that? Yes, you all hear Casper say, he took him! Who took who? Acorn's gone. What do you mean, Acorn's gone? Some man with White hair, Stoltis, green the man with coat. white hair, the white thistle hair. I feel like Stoltis. Oh, every is... muscle in my body tenses when I hear that. Sh- <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, fists clenched, fucking <sighs> anger seething out of my body. Stoltis is going to try to remain calm, and he's going to go up to, uh, like, right next to Scarlet and say, 
we need to go get Acorn. And we really need your help. I need your help. You're very important to me, and... I would like to very quietly just say that I'm afraid. So am I. <clears throat> but I I have I'm stronger with you around. I, I, I feel better than I ever have when I'm around you and I think with you by my side and you with the rest of us we can get through anything. Um, as you're saying that, Stoltis, like, you can tell that, like, I don't want to say Scarlet isn't listening, but you can tell that her face, like, the corner of her mouth is twitching, and she seems very, um, and, like, yeah, she still has the, the clenched fists and stuff, because... She's she's freaking out. Um Oh damn. Okay. Stultus is going to like lightly but I don't know, softly but firmly like grab onto her <laughs> to her hand to try to reassure her and uh pull her in for just like an embrace to try to calm her down. Okay, um, she would probably melt into that hug a little bit, I'm gonna yeah. say. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, it's, it's emotional. <laughs> Damn it, Mike, you ruined the moment. Mike, you're feeling the tension right now. Sorry. Okay, Nick did the same thing earlier. Damn it. Hey, yeah, I I'm totally enjoying this. I've got popcorn and everything. And <laughs> fucking second of this. <laughs> I'm sorry, I was trying to lighten the mood. Got wrong. Now is not the time. <laughs> it's just high class theater, baby. For those listening, Mike graced us. <laughs> With a gif of Spongebob when Patrick uh, yells, firmly grasp it! And shoves the, the uh, jellyfishing net through Squidward's hand. So All I can think now is the fucking, um, from Wally, the, the captain wheel thing when it says, bring me the plant. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. it! where was I? I am distraught we right now. Hugging. We were hugging. Um, I think Stoltis uh, kind of quietly would just, just so Scarlet could hear, say something along the lines of like, you know, I will do what I can to protect you. I just need you by my side. Oh, my heart. I'm just like dramatically sprawled out on my couch right now, guys. I'm emotional. <laughs> My nice new couch too, so you know it's it's extra. Um, 
I would say that she would probably hug him a little bit tighter. Like, I don't know. Like, I, I imagine, like, her palms are, like, open on his back, and she's just, like, putting a lot of pressure. So, like, she doesn't want to let go. So, <clears throat> um, yeah. God, that was, like, something straight out of freaking Empire, man. <laughs> Uh, without breaking the hold, um, Stultus is going not. He's not even going to turn to look at Casbis, but he's just going to say, "What exactly do you know? What did he say?" He said, "Meet him in the land of the Fae." I, you, you've been there, right? It was in the book a long time ago. Yes. How did you get there? Shelf. <sighs> yeah. The captain. We're going to her now. Agreed. Let's um, <clears throat> let's go ahead, uh, gather our equipment, and we need to go find Captain Shalta. Is is Sunny near me? How close is Sunny? I mean, as soon as you said Acorn was gone, I would have ran to you. I would have been trying to go where he disappeared from. I, I immediately want to just take Sunny and, like, pull her in close and hug her. She'll definitely hug back. She's scared and upset right now. Taylor? Yes? I'd like to put my hand on Casbus's shoulder and say to him, We'll find him. I know I've worked with many bounty hunters before. I don't doubt that we won't find them. Well, appreciate all the help I can get. Absolutely. Sanjiro finally joins the party because I remembered he's a this. In your defense, you have adopted your NPCs that, like, it must be hard to keep track. So, kudos to you, because <laughs> that's hard. He kind of walks up and sees all the, the drama, the romance, the tragedy, and looks at you and says... Oh, he walks up and Scarlet and Stultus are hugging? Ooh. Uh, Ooh. <laughs> he kind of has an eyebrow raised, and he doesn't know... What the fuck just happened? He says, okay, what did I miss exactly? Uh, um, Breathing? Acorn's gone. Yes. Oh. Some man with... My son! Coat. Yes. His son. Right. His, his son. Your son. Yeah. Okay. And he's gone. Yeah. Well, this um, usually, you know, teens run away. Not, it's not like that, apparently. Uh, I mean, I don't know much as much as you do, but some man with a green coat and white hair took, took him. So it's <clears throat> kidnapped. Yes. Yes. Um, Sanjiro, we, uh, we need to find our way to the Feywild. And we need to find Captain Shalta to get there. 
he kind of um, holds onto his beard a little bit and sort of scratches it a little bit. And he thinks, and he thinks, and he says, Fawns are part of the Fae, right? Yes. Well, I could have sworn it was a dream, but I definitely woke up and saw a fawn across the river. Could you show us where? Yeah, come with me. Okay. Uh, I think uh, I think Stultus is gonna stay behind with Scarlet for a moment, just until she, you know, he's in she uh, until essentially until she disengages from the hug, because if anybody needs it, she does right now. So if other people want to go ahead of us, you know, whatever. Who's all following? Raise a hand. Me. <laughs> Me. I'm ready to go. Okay. I, yeah, I agree that we'd, that we'd follow last, but I wouldn't stall too long because I'd be worried about Acorn and because, like, even though we're all going together, like, probably, I'm not going to lie, in Scarlet's head, especially with some very mean things Tyler is doing to me, um, <laughs> Scarlet probably is is thinking, like, of some drastic stuff. So, and to do those things, she needs to go to the Feywild. So, I'll follow along last, I guess. All right. So, everybody follows uh, Sanjiro down to the old man. And he, he kind of goes around the outside to where the mill wheels was connected. And he checks the window. There's sort of a a hole where a window should be. He looks out and he points there. Somewhere out in those woods, I saw, pretty sure it was a fawn. All right. Well, before we go any further, we should collect our gear and prepare for whatever we may face. And... I need to speak to Esmeralda before we leave as well. Okay. <clears throat> so. Um, can we all meet back here in half an hour, perhaps? Yeah. So. Um, yeah, I guess with that, Stultus will probably break off and return to the did you say we were we were in the mill right now yeah we're you're right outside the mill you're <clears> at, <throat> right on the edge of the riverbank okay i want to go back into the mill and go through my pack and look for what i was uh or grab what i was looking for last night okay and uh i would like to try to find uh well I think uh, I would go back out to invite um, Scarlet to come back with me um, and then go find Esmeralda. Okay. Esmeralda oh. and everybody, they're all inside as well. <coughs> oh, okay. So everyone's already there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'll, I mean, I'll, I'll nod and go with him, like, also because Esmeralda and I are, like, besties, so. Right. Okay. So 
Uh, we are going to approach Esmeralda then. How is she doing? She hasn't slept all night. Okay. She looks tired. She looks strange. She looks very pale. Okay. Um, is she like sitting on the ground or is she? She's sitting. Yes. She's sitting with her back up against the wall. Okay. Then, uh... And just hugging her knees. Stultus would like to come up and like kneel in front of her and look at her and says, Esmeralda. She doesn't look up. I, um, I know things are bleak right now and I, I can't imagine the pain that you are going through or the loss you are feeling, but I've always believed that, um, there is always rebirth after destruction. Um, as you know, from the stories of the calamity and, uh, I, I know it's not a whole tavern or anything, but, uh, I did find this and, uh, I would like to pull the sapling for, or not the sapling, but you know what I mean? The, the budding, uh, lily, uh, bulb that I'd pulled out from the, uh, ashes and whatnot and hand it to her. Um, she, uh, takes it in her hands and a small, very small smile pops up on her face. She looks up at you and reaches up and gives you a small little kiss on the forehead and says, you're a good man. You're very. I, <clears throat> I, uh, I'm just sorry I couldn't do more. Um, if you ever need anything, uh, we will do whatever we can to help you. We can help finance a new home for you. We, I just, I feel responsible. Ooh, 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 I just had an idea. Since Stoltis said that just now, and he said if she needs anything, and... She may not really have a way to reach us. I would like to give her my earring that we use to communicate. Oh. And that way she can tell us if she needs our help or if something has happened. And she can let us know that she's safe. So that way. Because um, Scarlet would much rather know that Esmeralda is okay. So she would take the earring, and she would put it into her hand, and um, yeah, and she she would say that this is how you can find us, and that way we'll always be with you. She still smiles, and she looks at you, and she says, you're both so nice. Both so nice. What do you plan to do now, Esmeralda? My house is gone. And I don't know what to do. I would like to give her 150 gold pieces to kind of help until we get back. She looks at the gold and she doesn't immediately take it right away. 
she's still very deeply depressed. Tobias eventually uh, comes around and looks at you and says, is everything all right? What's going on? Well, considering the inn is burned down, you have nowhere to live. You guys are going to need all the money you can get. You would honestly... Thank you. Um, perhaps we can seek um, shelter at another inn. Uh, I think there's a small house up the way I can get us a place there for some time before we decide what to do. Are you safe? Are you leaving? Yes. Where will you go? <clears throat> Don't worry about that. Alright. But please come back soon. If not for me, then at least for her. Absolutely. Um, Tobias, uh, Scarlet gave, um, your mother a way to communicate with us. If you ever need anything, um, or if she's feeling lonely or anything, we will try to come back as soon as we can. I appreciate that. Thank you so much. Um... What of me, Kyle? What what do you guys plan on doing? Well, he'll obviously live with us, and hopefully no one else comes looking for him, and if not, then they'll see that the house is gone, and hopefully they'll think to look elsewhere. Tobias? Hmm? Um, I don't know if the, I mean, I might be able to help with that, actually. With protection and all. How so? I know a man by the name of Lawrence that might be able to help protect you guys. Look out for you guys. The man at the, um, the blacksmith? Yes, sir. He's a good man. He's a great um, blacksmith and uh, craftsman. And I'm sure he's strong and everything, but I don't think um, protection is really his business. More or less, it's building armor and weapons and the such. Which I can understand, but I'll see what I can do. Maybe. Well, I appreciate it. Thank Absolutely. you. Absolutely. The best I can do. Um, we, uh, we need to get going. We are following a lead. And we need to go after it before we lose it. Of course. 
Thank you. Are for we your... all in there right now, or is it just them? I thought we were. We all came back inside the mill. Okay, I wasn't sure. Sunny just wants to make sure she gets to say goodbye before we leave. To her boyfriend. Of course. Awesome. I'm ready for that. Um, Tobias thanks you, and he says, here, uh, take this, uh, just in case he hands you a, a bottle of vodka. Amazing. Hey, yeah. uh, this, can I hold that for a second? Yeah, go right on ahead. I would like to unscrew it and take a big ol' swig. It burns, but in a good way. It is... I fucking need it. And then I would like to uh, screw the cap back on and hand it back to him. Okay. All right, so I think that's. I'm just gonna go back to making sure my pack is ready. So if you want to hop to like Sunny or anybody else, um, I'm gonna I mute real quick since I was there with Esmeralda and them, I think I would like to ask them to take care of Charlotte if that hasn't been discussed already, because I don't think the Feywild is a place for. A I agree. It's very much a Lord of the Rings by Bill. <laughs> like, very sad, but the mines are no place for a pony. So, I, I'm only letting the horse go for now because I don't want to happen to. Don't sad face me, Greg. I mean, other people can object, and we bring the horse. That is just what I would suggest. Yeah, I mean, Stoltis is not going to argue because it it really is no place for a horse, of course. I mean, it's it's up to the entire group, but also if they're trying to make a new living somewhere in the meantime, they could maybe use the benefit of a horse. So. Oh, horses are expensive. But if other people disagree, feel free to voice your concerns and that's just something that Scarlet would worry about. She also doesn't know if she would be able to. And time passes differently there. Oh, time passes differently there. If I come back and dead. Oh. I think it's the right move, though. I don't think she should come or he should come. Yeah, that's just what I was thinking. I don't want to like it's all of our horse. So I don't want to make the final decision. But Scarlet would suggest it even though it makes her very sad to do so. All right. Um, well, you suggested to Tobias, and um, he says, of course. Uh, I would gladly take care of uh, your horse for you. It's not the problem. 
I thank you so much for your generosity. Thank you. And I would like to leave them. So I'm going to give them a hundred gold that they can use to feed the horse and take care of themselves. Okay. Some gold. Okay. How much? 100. Okay. Yeah. Steltus. So yes. Steltus. I think we're all, all going to end up donating gold at this point. Um, Sonny, um, where are you? Um, is everybody still in the mill? Just kind of packing their bags and stuff, basically. Basically, yeah. Figuring okay. out things. I mean, once everybody started to get distracted, she would go find me, Kyle, and kind of just fill him in on anything he didn't know about them leaving. She would basically uh, just tell him, look, we're leaving. I think you gathered that from everything that's going on, but Scarlet gave Esmeralda this earpiece, and uh, we're going to be checking in to make sure you guys are okay. Everything's going to be fine. He nods, and um, he reaches behind him, and he has this very nice pink flower. Oh. And he sort of holds it out to you and he says, it made me think of you. It's beautiful. Just like you. He kind, of blushes. <laughs> he kind of blushes too. And, um, oh, fuck you, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> and he says, you know, well, I hope you make it back. You know, uh, I I hope you make it back safe and I love you. Oh, <laughs> she's not going to know what to say to that. Uh, she's going to be quiet for a second and say, I'll make it back safe. I can promise that. But you need to hold down the fort here and make sure that everyone is okay. I need something to come back to. And she's going to just peck him on the cheek and then kind of just like shy away. He is starstruck. And he just sort of, oh. And he kind of snaps out and he's like, okay, I got to check on grandma and everything. And he kind of runs back to the mill. Yeah, she's going to just start like diving in head first getting all her stuff ready to get go she's ready to go tied off all her loose ends all right um blaze riel was there something you wanted to uh do before what? everybody left say it again uh, Blaze Riel, was there anything you wanted to do before we left? Yes. Okay. I'd like to um go into into town real quick and go see Lawrence. All right. So you head to the uh, to the Black Anvil. Thankfully, mm -hmm. Lawrence is at the front desk today. He says, "Well, well, welcome back." 
Did you hear about that uh, fire at the uh, old stone mill? Uh, yeah. Um, I was there. <laughs> oh, who's telling me this? Is this Lawrence? Yeah, this is Lawrence. He's at the. Okay, just making sure. He's in front of the store this time. Yeah. Um. I I was there that night. Um, last night with them, and we were dealing with a few people. Uh. Some crazy shit, I guess. Um. I need two things. Fire away. <laughs> Funny. Um. Well, for one, I need, if it's okay with you, I. The people that were living at the tavern, if it's all the same to you, do you mind watching over them? I'll, um, I'll check in with them whenever I can, but. And I understand that, yeah. Um, I really appreciate that if you could do that. And the For second you. thing. All right, fire. I need some new gauntlets. Gauntlets? Yeah. Mm. Something okay. mostly these. And I'm going to show him my hand and then. Uh, have it cussed. Kind of looks at it like, oh. If you have that type of thing. I'm sorry, what did you want the gauntlets to do again? Oh, um, you know which ones I'm talking about, right? Yeah, I know, I know as the DM what you're talking about, but I wanted to hear what you said to uh, Lawrence again real quick. I'm sorry that you cut out there. I said, what did you say to Lawrence? I didn't hear that part. Oh, I said that um, maybe something to fix this or to control it better, and then I'm going to have my hands kind of engulf in flames. Uh, he says, all right, um, well, anything can cover those up. Hmm. What you're looking for is something a bit more, uh, magical, I would say. Yeah, that makes sense. I hate to send you to a business rival, but the um, the golden chain just down the way, they deal more magic smithing. I'm a traditionalist. Oh. But... Um, well, do, would you recommend them? Yeah, they're pretty darn good. They're probably the only uh, magic smiths left. Nobody else really sells magic anymore all right that makes all right i'll go look at them real quick um i'll definitely come back though so don't you worry all right you take care and i'll uh check on them as you 
asked me to the the owners like you said thanks. yeah thanks lawrence i really appreciate it not a problem and i'd like to go to the other smithing place all right you head over to the other smithing place there's already somebody else in line in front of you and they're chatting away at the uh the uh the attendant at the stand and mm. it's a woman and she says i'm just looking for something really enchanting you know something to spice things up in a certain kind of way oh my god is it sophia <laughs> i was gonna say is this what i fucking think it is is it taylor it is it is oh great Okay. And she's just uh, carrying on and the guy is the guy at the counter is vi visibly um unnerved. <laughs> I'm going to approach them and I'm just going to be like um hey, I he I'm, actually... I'm sorry. Huh? I he looks at you and he says, "I'm really sorry. Could you hold on a sec? She's still." And she says, oh, no, he's fine. He's with me. And she's uh, going to come right up to you and just, like, lock arms with you and hug you and say, isn't that right, babe? <laughs> I'm going to unlock and kind of just slowly push her to the side and just be like, do you have any giant gauntlets? Giant gauntlets? Like, well, because I have these, and I'm going to ignite my hands again and show him, and I'm like, I need something to have a little bit more control. Okay. Um, well, are you, you're, let's see, I might have, well, there's always the old-fashioned uh, ogre gauntlets. Um, will uh, help control things a little bit better. Not exactly. Uh, what are they called? You know what I'm looking for, right? I think we discussed it before, but um, can't. Because I, I do uh, already have the those flame thing. gauntlets from the, um, yes. the infernal thing. Yes. Okay. Um, oh, shoot. I never did grab the book. I don't have it online either. So, do you want me to send you the which call for it? Sure, if you could, real quick. Uh, I just need to find it. He looks around and he says, Oh, wait. Flames, fire. Give me a second. I'll head into the back real quick. Uh, you and your um, girl just hold on tight. He runs into the back and uh, Sophia kind of looks and he says, sorry about that. It's kind of embarrassing. But, you know, sometimes they get you better service if they're, you know, they see you're part of a team. 
I don't think we've been properly introduced. I'm Sophia. Tyler, can you repeat yourself? I'm sorry. She says, I'm really sorry. I didn't mean to make you feel all awkward. It's just sometimes they give you better customer service if you're part of a team. And I don't think we've been properly introduced. My name's Sophia. Who are you? Um, my name is Blazeriel. Scorched. Uh... And you're one of those fire ganasi, right? Yes, ma'am. I am. That is so interesting. I haven't seen you people in ages. <gasps> oh, my God. Did you just say you people? Well, yeah. What, you think you're the only one of your type? <gasps> Were you adopted? That is so... No. So rom- no, no. I, I lived on my own after my parents and my entire tribe got slaughtered. No kidding. A tragic backstory? I think I might flush. Listen. um, I know it's not really my place to talk about this, but you were saying before that you knew someone that might have fiery hair. Oh, yeah. Well, I was just talking... Oh, what was I talking? That's right. She had really fiery orangey hair, just like you. Do you know her name? Mm, she said her name was... Um. Well, when she first introduced herself to me, she said her name was Callisto. But... I happen to kind of look around in her purse a little bit because I was in dire straits at the time. I don't like to talk about it, but on one of her sheets of paper, it said Valerie. What? Valerie. Her name was Valerie, apparently. I mean... You get it all the time. You know, they say there's somebody else when they come into the home. And then you find Um, out rummaging around that they're not who they say they are. uh, Do you know by any chance where I could find her? Mm, What are you willing to pay for it? When I get in back, when I get back in town, maybe I'll go take you out to eat. Hmm. Well, because I have to leave soon, and I just like some clarification first. Well, tell you what, you come back, take me to dinner. And make it a good dinner. I don't like to just sit around and eat and be awkward. You've got to entertain me because I'm a woman and I have needs. Then I'll tell you more about Valerie. How's that, handsome? And she's going to way I could do it. Eyes at you. What'd you say? Is there any other 
way I could possibly pay for this. Other than that. You're asking her that? Yes. Wow. There is something you could possibly do. You and could and she kind of reaches for your shoulders and she says kiss me. Can you repeat that? Kiss me. Oh, just just a kiss. Mhm. And make it a good one. Okay. Wait. Um, I wouldn't know. Okay. Just a kiss? Just a kiss. Come on. What are you, shy or something? Well, usually I don't interact with other people than other my other than my race. Blah, blah, blah. All this talk and you're no closer to finding out about Valerie. Fine. And I'm gonna pull her in and kiss her. Alright, you do that. And I need you to make a constitution saving throw. Tyler? Yes, constitution saving throw. Hmm? Constitution saving throw. Oh. Sorry, I I didn't hear you say that. <laughs> I feel like Rob Williams is stand up, you know. Constitution hall! Fuck yes. Okay, that is a... For constitution? Constitution saving throw. Unnatural 24. Unnatural 24. Okay. So. You take two points of damage. And you feel an icy chill as the heat of your soul slowly leaves your body you pull back and she takes it all in and says oh that was lovely you really are good at this don't tell me it was your first time because i wouldn't believe you Damn, sucked the soul right out of him and kicked him out of the chat. <laughs> there he is. Also, to our listeners, there were a lot of gifts going on while we were waiting for all that to go down. Mike, can you hear me now? Right? I can hear you. Can you hear us? Yeah, I can. Okay, sorry about that. It, like, completely shut off on me. Okay, so... So what happened? Because I, I got an unnatural 24. You 
took two points of cold damage. Oh, I don't like. And you felt you felt your soul literally leave your body for a minute. She, you pulled back, and she took a deep breath in and said, "Oh, that was nice." Don't tell me that was your first time because I wouldn't believe you. I don't kiss and tell, girly. Right on. Loose lips sink ships. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I know. You told me that. Um, well, I gotta get going. Bye. Hey. Huh? Sophia. Oh, that's right, Valerie. Um, well... After our little fling, uh, she said she was heading for, uh, where was she heading? She was heading back home, she said, to, um, Emiria. Emiria. Mm, this was probably- Emiria? Emiria, yeah. Two years ago, I think, this was. Yeah. Okay. It well, was... I, I gotta go. Bye. Don't be a stranger and all Thanks, that. Thanks, anyway. And she heads out the door. The guy is uh, standing there, and he, uh, he says, "Wow, you you know how to pick them, huh?" What did he say? He said, "Boy, you know how to pick them, huh?" I didn't hear the last part. Sorry, Tyler. Sake, you know how to pick them, huh? Oh yeah. Um, that honestly, I I didn't want to, but whatever. Um, you said, did you have a pair of gauntlets? Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Um, okay. got, got distracted by the bitch. Anyway, uh, yeah, this is a very rare type of gauntlet. These are infernal gauntlets. Wonderful. Um, how much would that be? Um, uh, we're talking probably 200 gold pieces. Okay. Um, is there any other way I could pay for it? Uh, we don't usually do any service programs or, you know, work for your pay. So, aside from the 200 gold pieces, you know, well, hang on. Let me tell you what, because you had to suffer through her. How much have you got on you? <laughs> um, let me look. Ten. Ugh. I'm sorry. <laughs> I hate doing this, but just because you had to suffer through her and whatever, he uh, takes out a piece of paper writes down something and says, this is a writ of lease. You're allowed to take the gauntlets with you, but you need to come back and make 
either a monthly installment pay towards your amount due or pay in full. Okay. I'm I'm okay with that. You have to pay each and every month. If I don't see money at the month, by the end of the month, I'm calling the guards and I'm going to ask them to repossess them. And don't you dare damage them beyond repair because that gets tacked on to the lease as well. Fair enough. Well, all right. Sign at the bottom here. Acknowledging you agree. I'm going to sign it. All right. He uh, takes a look at it, removes it. It's one of those copies that have like the um, graphite copy on the back. Yeah. And he says, okay, this is your copy. I have my copy. And here's your gauntlets. Take care of yourself. Happy hunting. You too. And I'm going to walk out and go back to the tavern. All right. Boy, everybody's just raining on poor Casmus's parade here in the uh, chat. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. So everybody uh, regroups. And what do y'all do? We meet back outside with Sanjiro and uh, figure out how we're going to get across or, you know, how we're going to get over to this forest clearing to look for our next clue. I figured. Okay. Let's go save my son! Yeah, I've just been waiting. I'm, like, ready to go. All right, so there's a river in your path. What do y'all do? Do I sense any magic? Actually, you know what? Can I cast detect magic? Sure. Wait, let me make sure I have that spell on this character. I'm pretty sure I do. I do. Okay. Just had to make sure. Oh, wait. I don't have to roll for that. Um, Yeah, so I'm going to spend the next ten minutes to try to detect magic. Okay. You detect a faint bit of, um, mad of uh, faint magical aura. Coming from deep within the woods, it seems to be um, uh, nature magic. Almost uh, druidic in nature. So I can, like, tell the direction it's coming from? Very roughly. It's a position. This way, um, and I want to start walking towards where I sensed the magic. Okay. Um, how wide is this river? It's about mm, 15 feet across. Okay. Um, then with your permission, I would like to cast mold earth to have the ground like raise up and create a temporary bridge across it. I like it. Thank you. Create a temporary bridge that rises out of the river. Instantly, the other side of the river seems to level off and stymie a little bit, cutting the flow. In the midst of which, a fish kind of pops up and flies into the air and falls back down through the other side. 
I'll collapse it once we get across, because I don't want to disrupt the natural flow of the land. A very Taoist. And you do so. Cool. You make it across the bridge, and you start heading toward, you start following Casbus toward the uh, magic. All right. Eventually, you all make it to a clearing. Oh, I love that gif. You all make it into a clearing. And in the clearing in the woods, you see the fawn that Sanjiro was talking about. He is surrounded by a group of what look to be women dressed in semi-Grecian robes made out of leaves and other things. The fawn um, is playing on his... Uh, Pan flute. <laughs> Why is this so funny? My name was just changed in the fucking group. Oh my god. Finding acorn? I love it. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I'm sorry. Continue, Tyler. So, yeah, there's a fawn in the clearing. He's playing on a pan flute. He's surrounded by um, woman-looking creatures. <laughs> Do we recognize what these creatures are? Make an arcana check. I was going to say, I would def definitely try to figure out what they are. That's a nine. <laughs> Excuse me. You're okay. Casbus, were you making the roll as well? Uh, yes. Okay. Uh, 18. Okay. Um, we'll lead with Casbus's roll then. You recognize uh, the creatures around the fawn as dryads. Forest nymphs. Oh, I good. Like... Like my dryad friend back on Cersei's Island. Yeah. Sweet. Totally. <laughs> this is just going to be fucking Nemo jokes the whole way through. <laughs> dude. Dude. Gnarly. Um, okay, yeah. So. Can, can we tell that these this woman and the um, dryads like have fake connections yeah you sense that this is uh where the detect magic was detecting okay um wh who are you the nymphs sort of uh get up and they're kind of shocked like <gasps> and then they disappear into clouds of billowing leaves and summer winds the fawn in the meanwhile is like oh man now why do you have to go and do a thing like that yeah uh is this area leading to the fey wilds why are you looking to go into the fey wilds yeah uh a man stole he stole my son so 
Because your son and takes from the Feywilds is our problem line, yeah? I'm sorry, can you repeat that? Okay, I'll try to slow it down. So a man steals your son and takes him into the Feywilds. Why is that a problem of mine, yeah? Uh, it's not, but if you stand in my way, it will be your problem. Nobody's standing in your way, you know. Nobody's standing in your way. I'll ask you a question. Does this area lead to the Feywilds? It might, it might not, yeah. I'm not here for games. Just Nobody. tell me. Games? Nobody's playing games at all, yeah? All I'm saying is that if you wants to go into the Feywilds, it might cost you, yeah? What do you want? Well, that depends what you got, yeah? Can I walk up to him? Uh, sure. He I'd looks like at to you. pick him up. Uh, let me give you a brief description. He is not wearing a shirt. He is basically a half-naked man with uh, deer legs. Antlers oh. and deer ears. Okay, he does have long me. curly hair. Do you want me to make a strength roll? If I am allowed to do that. Sure. Could I, could I attempt to use charm person? Tyler. Yes. That's an unnatural 19. Um, okay. Yeah, you, you're able to lift him up. Where are you grabbing him? Uh, by his neck. By the dick. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to pick him up by his neck and be like, Tell us where it is. He's choking at the moment because you're grabbing him by the neck. Stole like, I can't. I can't. That, uh, Stop it, Israel. Put him down. He can't I'm going to throw him to the ground. Breathe. Oh, yeah. So you're going to throw me around? Yeah. Yeah. That's how you're going to do it. You ain't going into fade going choking a fawn by the neck are you yeah no just do you yeah. know do you know the way or not what's it gonna cost you what you got i would like to cast suggestion on him what do you suggest? what does he have to do whiz 14 save okay give me a moment please Give me a minute while I uh, look up his stats. These dudes are dicks. <laughs> oh, that's weird. Okay. Give me one In more. his defense, all he wanted is payment, and then he got chucked out by one of Hey, I asked him what he wanted, and he kept running circles, so... Fair are tricky, but he's especially not going to be inclined to help now that Blazeriel fucking choked him out. That's mainly why I cast Suggestion. 
Um. Well, he fails. Show us how to get to the Feywilds. All right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. See. I got to lead you there, because that's where the door be. Yeah? Show us the door. Yeah. Okay. He kind of sort of walks uh, zombie-like into um, a thicket in the woods. Staltus is going to follow very closely behind him since he's been through the Feywild before. I would be uh, sticking with Stoltus since we don't have my Captain Shoutha here to guide us. I'd All be right. Behind. All right. You follow into the uh, thicket, and eventually he uh, stops at a, a clearing in the woods between uh, two trees that, on the one hand, seem to blend in with the environment, but on the other hand, seem to not in a certain way. Yeah, I gotcha. He uh, plays a tune on his pan flute, and suddenly what at first seemed like uh, a dark walk through the thicket, you know, black background with the trees and the leaves, suddenly opens into uh, a bright, uh, vibrant... pathway into a strange world he leads you in through the doors through this door and all around you it's as if nature has been enhanced in a way yeah I gotcha I, I recognize this place right you've heard you recognize it from the stories told in your book and from other tales of people venturing into the Feywild. I was wondering about, like, my dream. Oh. I don't... You've kind of seen... Some of the flora and fauna seems familiar to you in that way. You saw a few glimpses of it while heading into the waltz with the gentleman. Yeah. I was just curious if, like... Yep, this is like, this, this is familiar place. and it's and oh. it's spooky. Yeah, I um I would like to kind of step a little bit closer to Stoltis and kind of casually try to grab his handle. Casually. Yeah, totally casual, you know, like hand holding, it's a thing. And she's yep. great, so well, he's not going to deny the handhold. By any means. And uh, he, he might even like pull you a little closer just because. Okay. Yeah, she, you know, she's a bit scared. He's... So she could use some support. <clears throat> um, do I recognize anything around here since this is the second second time I've been to the Feywild? Third. Is... I'm sorry. This is the third, technically. This is... um. All things considering, this is a little bit, it's somewhat familiar, but also unfamiliar. You're more familiar with the Midnight Court and right. 
the sort of swampy, boggy area that was the Midnight Court. What you've wandered into seems much brighter. You know, a sort of midsummer afternoon with fireflies. But these aren't fireflies. Upon closer inspection, these are actually fairies. All heading towards these large mushroom homes or homes carved out of trees where multiple fairies seem to live and gather and play and sing. Um, I would like to ask the um, goat man if, um, have you seen a a fae man with white thistle hair? We don't talk about him yet. We don't talk about him at all. Do you know where he resides? Lost Hope. Scarlet tenses like every time he's mentioned, but especially at Lost Where is Lost Hope? It's uh, west of here, but I wouldn't... If who you're looking for is out there, yeah. They are, though. It's not going to be easy, yeah. That I don't care. I would like to snap my fingers and like make the spell go off of him and just start walking in that direction. He kind of looks around, kind of like out of a daze, and is like, "Oh, well, yeah." There's that way of doing it. Oh, you for a shoe, yeah. (laughs) On my hooves, yeah. I got a dance to go to in a couple hours, yeah. But that. Nah. He kind of hops off. All right, I'm just walking. All right, you walk for a great long while. Sort of exiting the wonders of the summer court, it takes you about a good, what feels like half an hour, or though, although it could be an hour, although it could have been just a minute ago. God damn it, Tyler. Could have been five years for all we know. Fuck, that was a great description, Tyler. Charlie's dead! is <laughs> probably dead too then! As suddenly summer turns cold, it turns into fall, it turns into grave matters, it turns into a swamp, and then a clearing, and then a far-off plain. This is the Midnight Court. And where once a shining silver moon would have hung over all of the Midnight World, there is only a solid eclipse. It is darkness, it is fog, it is the moors of nightmares and horrors. And in the clearing, music can be heard and the twinkling of crystal glass. In what seems like an hour, perhaps a day, or perhaps just a simple stroll, you finally find yourselves into a clearing of the fog of the moor to a large manor house against the blasted midnight sky. And the music is louder, and the twinkling of crystal is louder, and Scarlet, you know. And recognize this. 
is lost hope. Yeah. What do you do? I does the song sound the same as it does in my dreams? It does. Do I feel compelled to go towards it as I have in my Make a wisdom saving throw. Okay. Okay, that's not too bad. Let me see my plug. Eighteen. No, you're not compelled to run up to the music and dance to it again, but... I feel like, yeah, I recognize the song and, like, I get, like, this feeling in my chest and it is, like, afraid, but then I grab onto Stolten's hand tighter and I feel very and so I don't go towards music. Yes, Greg, we're on the, we have the same wavelength of all right so yeah i was gonna say stultus will probably take a deep breath and just kind of look over everybody and uh um, i sense if he's in there oh that's a great question you sense like something on the back of your neck Mm-hmm. Something Are we about to find. Sorry, go ahead. Something like the the faint, sort of tingling sensation of somebody who's just about to whisper and tell you sweet nothings, or to give you just a tiny little boo. Mm, I tense, and instead of immediately leaping around, I kind of slowly turn my head over my shoulder trying to use like my to see if anything is actually there nope there is nothing there mm-hmm. only blasted moors but all the while this whole feeling surrounds you I will just say he's here Stultus will get him and take back my son. Stultus will squeeze her hand a little tighter and he'll say, I think it's time we go in, join the party. I will nod and step forward. All right, so I guess we head up to the castle. All right, you step on to the front door. It swings open for you. You can't really see anything inside. It's like a funhouse mirror almost. Do I remember how to get to where we... Say that again? Do I remember how to get to the room where we dance? In your dreams, all you ever did was walk in through the door. What about me? Do I recognize the layout of the room at all? Not from this. It seems almost obscured. You can't get a good look inside the house. It's almost like it's almost like a funhouse mirror as if it were made out of cloth. Okay. Um, 
it's obscured. I think uh, Staltus is actually going to like free his hand from Scarlet and just kind of give her a reassuring look and walk through the doorway first ahead of everybody. Just as you walk in through the door, you come face to face with the sensation of tablecloth. And then suddenly, the whole front of the house pulls back like a magician's cape trick. And all of a sudden, you're inside Lost Hope. And all you can hear is, surprise! And all around you are these lavishly dressed Baroque guests, all cheering and laughing, guffawing and clinking glasses and saying surprise as well. And standing behind you all is the gentleman. Oof. A glass that you recognize, Scarlet, as a tabernacle. Mm-hmm. He looks to you all and says, Welcome to my parlor, said the spider to the fly. I am beginning to sense your questioning why I have brought you to my humble abode. Well, allow me to say congratulations. You're part of the new and improved Eternal Waltz. And that is where we are going to end our session. Tonight. Oh, no! oh my God, Tyler! Where's my son? Thank you all for listening to our wonderful session. It has been a hell of a ride, as always. Unbelievable. <laughs> all right. I literally can't wait to already listen. All right, we get to say goodbye to Jarvis. All right, let's say goodbye. Yeah. To- say good, good night, night. Jarvis. Bye, Jarvis. Bye, Jarvis. Bye, Jarvis.